0: Welcome back to the podcast with me, Madre. And, oh yeah, Ash is here too. Don't worry, I'm here. (laughs) No, really, I'm not taking over. I I just had nothing else to do. And I was asked, and of course I want to come back and chat about Scooby-Doo. So we are now on chapter five. Yes. This one is called, For Letter (laughs) or Worse...
1: (laughs) The
0: puns.
1: Which, the puns. Just, I love them. They're so funny. So... Oh, it just dawned on me.
0: What?
1: <laughs> letter. Because they were, like, picking out letter. You know, the game show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took me how long to get this?
0: <laughs> We've been like, tick mm, tick-tock, tick-tock. All okay, right. I get it. So, So let me explain so that they can get it now. <laughs> okay, so what it is, is the setting starts at this HBTV studio where it's doing a game show. And in order for you to get the fill of the game show, it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune where a letter at a time goes up on the board and they have to pick a letter. But instead of spinning the wheel, they're actually sitting up on shelves with fishing poles. And they have to fish for the letter, pull it up, and see if that comes up and very cute so they call it for letter because they're fishing for letters yes. or worse for better or worse da, da, da. yeah okay <laughs> we all get it Yeah. all right so i feel like i've just totally hijacked this
1: thing well, you're, you're <laughs> going so i just wanted to say i'm so glad Madre Anissa said she come back. I didn't annoy her or scare her the last time with all my Scooby just coming out. Trivia. Pshaw. And we actually have a live audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> Angie, That's she's stuffing her face.
2: <laughs> what else do I do besides eat?
1: <laughs> so we have a live audience and I'm excited because now... We can get actual live reactions to our podcast right now. Question our questions. Yes.
0: Oh, I make commentary, so I don't
2: know if y'all can hear me, but,
1: like, it's gonna happen. So, like she said, we are on chapter five, for letter or worse. Now, I want to clear something up from last week. I said last week was chapter four, and the DVD had it as episode three. There's confusion going on, um... It is either... Last week was either episode three or not. I don't even know. So it's whatever you want to believe. Uh, the episode, the schnook who took my comic book, is episode three or four. Whatever you want to believe. It's whatever, whatever number you want to go, go with the title. We're going with the title. Yeah, really. It is. was
0: the schnook who stole my comic book, and this week it's for letter or worse. Whatever number you want to put with it.
1: Ready, So go. This one is officially... <laughs> Five. It was <laughs> just- that one and Wanted, Cheddar, Alive, or confusing.
0: Five Scooby-Doo's! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas.
1: <laughs> Alright, who do you want to start with this week?
0: Um, well, of course, the king. Go Fred! Fred!
1: <laughs> Fred Jones.
0: Because this week, we're going to let everybody know about the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. Yeah, I was surprised. So I was like,
1: we titled it all of a sudden. Oh, you didn't know that. I didn't know oh, that okay. we had titled me, it. Well, let me catch you up on this. So, the very first episode, they basically give them su- their group a title. A uh, Anyway, yeah, the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. They're not Mystery Inc. or the... Sometimes they'll refer to them as the Scooby Gang, but... Um, in the first episode, the, they have a tree house, which I'm sure we'll see more. We didn't see it this episode, but, yeah, they have a tree house. I'm not sure, like, whose house it's at. Might be Shaggy's, but anyway, and (laughs) it's funny because, you know, it's this super tall tree and whatever and we're like, me and Mariah were joking, we're like, they're trying to be super discreet. And then at The bottom, there's this sign that says the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. We're like, so discreet. No one will know who they are. Just, anyway, yeah. So they are the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency in this series as of right now. Before they get their name out and whatever, you know, as they grow up. And now you're caught up. Yay! (laughs) But yeah, Fred wants, like, to tell everyone on TV who they are, what they do. Just let him know that they are available. He's in it for the dough. <laughs> he is. We want to get paid. Which is funny because <laughs> they never get paid, ever. Even when they're adults, Yeah, it's like- It's always, we're going to visit <laughs> a friend,
2: but the- this is happening. Yep.
0: We have to help the friend out. And they, they never make money. all the things. Hmm? They don't get paid, but they have no. all of it. Daphne and her money.
2: But still, you wouldn't think it would just be Daphne. <laughs> interesting.
1: Sorry. Which. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, because in the second live action film, Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, they have like their own building where mm-hmm. they do all their work and all their gadgets and all their mystery solving. It's like, where did you get the funding <laughs> for this? Anyway, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I wonder if we'll ever learn. Anything going through these? How they get? How they actually get money Money And yeah, because there's always moments when, like, they're unmasking the villain or whatever, and a an undercover detective comes in and is like, "Good job, kids! We've been trying to capture them in months, and you did this in the night." <laughs> it's like, uh, reward money? Yeah,
0: yeah. but and you, you yeah. see, like in the older or the I guess when they're when they're older. I've seen a couple where they have on like uniforms, but you never see them it. like it's like, oh, I just quit my job uh-huh. and they throw them away. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like so maybe in between <laughs> well, they maybe have some part- time. I know we're gonna or- learn
1: eventually again once they're older, obviously not while they're kids. but well, first of all, in the first episode of this series, Shaggy, um, was a paper boy, hmm. so there's that. I mean, obviously that's not little, gonna little fund <laughs> chump
0: change, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we do learn once they become adults. Um, Fred becomes a book writer at one point. Oh. He, I believe, that was said in in like a cartoon episode, like the new Scooby Doo Mysteries, and I want to say that was said in the first live action film. Once they regroup. But then it's also learned that in the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries episode that I'm thinking of, which is titled Happy Birthday, Scooby-Doo,
0: okay.
1: um, that Velma went to go work for NASA. So Velma do. might have brought in the dough yeah. there. Girls pulling computers out
0: of yeah. suitcases. She's got to have a little bit of stash somewhere.
1: Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> Ooh and we should bring that up right now, speaking of computers, Angie brought up while we were watching the episode, is later on she doesn't have this big computer in the suitcase. What happens to it? So oh, So we'll have yes. to post for, put a pin in that that's, for later on.
1: sticky notes. I mean, obviously, technology is going to change throughout the timeline and everything. But that's. suitcase, <laughs> Well, and yeah! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to learn. Maybe I, if she
0: works for NASA, they take it over and redo it
1: mm-hmm. into something else. Last night, I was watching the live-action film Daphne and Velma. That's what it's titled. And it's okay. kind of the origins of Daphne and Velma. And uh, in that movie, Velma like has all these inventions that she made and whatever. And... Mm. There's twice in the movie when she has to destroy a robot that she created to build something else. <laughs> it's funny, that one. Like, the the second one you don't really see, you just hear a sound effect. But the first one, like, you see, and she's like, I'm, like, I can't believe I gave a robot human emotions or whatever. And the robot's like, no, don't do it. Like, no, please, mom. And then, like, she covers her eyes, and she has a hammer. And then, like, it goes to the... Like, it shows her house, basically. And then you just hear...
2: My heart! And I'm like... I feel like there's a better way to do that. Turn it off first? unplug it.
1: Anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, what if she invented this computer? Ooh. That's a
2: good thing. You had to take it apart
1: to build
0: something else? Mm-hmm. Kind of, or it could be, you know, just like the Tamagotchi. <laughs> a couple of years from now, she'll pop it over. Oh, that's where that went! Yeah, well, I my Tamagotchi.
1: Again, in... It's in a box somewhere. In Scooby-Doo in 2... The there's so many connections going on. But in Scooby-Doo 2, they go to their old clubhouse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, Velma's circling. They're trying to get or, like, figure out a way to reverse this control panel, which brought monsters to life. They're trying to figure out a way to make this control panel destroy the monsters rather than create. And so she's circling this thing in the middle of the room, and it looks like, I mean, like, a table with, like, a glass. I don't know what they're, like, not, not an apothecary jar, but, like, like, what the roses in, in Beauty and the Beast, like that oh, type of thing. Yeah. It's the almost glass like, cover. yeah, it's almost, you see something like that and whatever, anyway. The
0: display thing, whatever it
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> but she said something like, oh, it's my old, I'm trying to think what she called it. But anyway, it was this huge thing that she made out of, like, an old video game. So, this girl can invent.
0: She can.
1: So, that makes me wonder now, did sure. she make this computer in this suitcase?
2: Well, she pulled out, she had the suitcase, and then she flipped it open, and the giant light popped up to search for the cave.
0: So yeah. it's
2: not just the computer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's a suitcase full of things.
0: Maybe it's like Hermione's little magic bag. I was thinking Which... more Mary Poppins. Mary pa- Same
2: thing.
1: Holy same bullshit. magic.
2: That's true. <laughs> Mary Poppins is a wizard.
0: That's right.
1: Anyway, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Fred. So he's like so into the idea of getting on TV more or less. Mm-hmm. He, when the, the, the station eventually goes up for sale and he was like, no, this can't be <laughs> like, we got to save it. And I felt like he was more dedicated than Scooby and Shaggy or yeah, to so get so the it. station saved. Yeah. So he again, had a purpose. He's ready for the dough.
0: He is.
1: I put that he also says to split up. I think this is the first time he's said it, period. Ooh.
0: I wrote split up question mark. Because <laughs> I haven't seen the first couple of uh-huh. episodes, so I'm like, I never know what's, what what's- Anissa hasn't seen mm-hmm. and what the world hasn't seen. <laughs> That kind of fit.
1: <laughs> well, as far as I remember, yeah, this is the first time he's seen to split up, which obviously becomes... becomes yeah, his, like, major thing for the gang to split up. And right now, he's splitting up him and Daphne, which obviously. And then Velma, Shaggy, Shaggy, and Scooby go, which that carries on for the most part. But then there are a few, a handful of episodes where Velma will join Fred and Daphne. So, again, but right now, it was the Daphne and Fred and Velma. Yeah, exactly. In the
2: cartoons, it's mostly the Fred, Daphne, Velma on one side, Scooby and Shaggy. Mm. And then in, like, the animated movies, it goes with Velma, Scooby, Shaggy, and then Fred and Daphne watching what I had yes. in my childhood. <laughs> I feel like that's the the split the split it goes.
1: So then <coughs> I again he thinks Fred also thinks that aliens are
0: he was reading Martian. a UFO Martian. magazine while sitting waiting for the show to begin. My favorite.
1: Which again <laughs> makes me feel like he's he has a little growing up to do still. Yeah. He like because the once they, like, they're they older, obviously, he's very, like, no, it's not this. Mm-hmm. He's more in the line with Velma of, like, it's rational. Like, in Zombie Island, he was so set on, like, proving that it's a bad guy in a mask. And then in the recent Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost, he was very, like... Like, basically, he, was, he wasn't determined to prove them wrong, but basically in denial, he's like, you... like caught the because in the original 13 ghosts of scooby-doo series it was uh daphne shagging scooby fred and velma were not in this series and so they had to explain in the movie what went down and everything and so fred was just very in denial he's like what you went on this adventure capturing these real ghosts without me he's like why how did this happen everything and then obviously velma is very like no it's not real (laughs) like You can't prove it. And anyway. So yeah, but I think it's interesting that right now he is the one that's like it's aliens, it's, aliens, it's real, it's supernatural, it's-, it's
0: so I wonder another little post it note, but I wonder like at what point yes. in this one he'll start to switch, kinda get out of his like early middle school
1: <laughs> yep. kind
0: of phase, going, Oh, real life, this is you know, I've gotta mm-hmm. put fantasy versus real life 'Cause we all reach that point, you know. Yeah. We all have our fantasies and, you know, things we want them to be. Yeah, exactly. true. But we learn in real company not to shout them out. <laughs> but he's still at the shout out, it's aliens, it's Martians.
1: Well, okay. I know he'll eventually transfer into a like he he basically shifts interests. He's he's definitely the person, like this will stick with him throughout his whole life of just like if he's excited about something he will blurt it out if he thinks something he will blurt it out like it sticks with him but eventually it transfers into he's obsessed with traps and he will you know like oh my gosh like did you see that trap work or or if someone else made a trap he's like this trap would not work because this string or something he gets more dedicated to something else again traps but then once they get the mystery machine, because they don't have it in this series, because they're kids, they can't drive. <laughs> then he also becomes very—I mean, I guess you could say obsessed, but uh, there's a word I'm trying to think of. But he's—he's he's very protective, I guess, of the mystery machine, and he's like, "Oh, my baby," and whatever, and yeah. like in the, the more res-
0: car guy experience. Yeah, the-
1: and well, in Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost movie. He sold it, because the cop... Bleh, bleh, the... i trying to think. The... I can't think of terms tonight. <laughs> anyway, basically, the sheriff... <laughs> there we go. The sheriff... The sheriff basically told the gang, like, they need to stop solving mysteries, leave it to the professionals, blah, blah, blah. And so they do this big yard sale, and he sells the mystery machine and then in return to zombie island it basically follows up from cursed 13th ghost as they're still kind of in retirement and the mystery machine is sold and so the beginning of the movie actually starts with a nightmare of fred daydreaming basically like that the mystery machine wasn't put into park, and so it rolled down this hill <laughs> and exploded and whatever. Oh, no. And he like wakes up, he's like, no, where is it and whatever. Anyway, so he goes through the whole movie without the mystery machine, and he keeps thinking he's thinking he sees it. And then throughout the movie, a look-alike mystery machine comes, and it's like has big old monster tire, monster truck tire- tires on it, and whatever. And he's just ecstatic. He's like, oh my gosh, he's like, I don't care that it's not exactly the same, but it's mine, it's back, and whatever. <laughs> and then there's a movie, Scooby-Doo Frank and Creepy. Okay. which that one will be really interesting to get into because it has Velma's ancestry history. We learn about her family actually coming from a different country into America, and that's where she got her name Dinkley because they had to americanize her name basically from yeah. an olden name more or less Victor. and anyways but that whole film spoiler alert is a revenge plot from past villains oh, okay. and so the beginning like <clears throat> one of the first things the criminals do to get revenge is blows up the mystery machine <gasps> and oh, ouch. so the whole movie fred is just like devastated he's like why would they do that how dare they and so he's well yeah he's like i whoever destroyed her and he calls it a her and he's all whoever destroyed her is gonna get it and like is so dead on on whoever blew up this mystery machine is done for anyway so so, yeah (laughs) that's honestly as much as i have for fred Except he did suspect Red Herring again, but Red Herring is actually not in this episode.
0: And Daphne, that was the way she calls him out on it. Yes. He's not even in this episode! Yes, they broke the fourth wall again. (laughs) And it shows a picture of Red Herring, and it says, um, suspect number three with Red Herring, and it's like an old picture of him on her computer, (laughs) like, Okay, that is hilarious.
1: So he's he's at least mentioned, but he's not in the episode. Yeah. So
0: And so, and it was Daphne that was, like, kind of yelling at yep. him, but she's kind of this whole episode just, like, they say, it's a ghost! And she's like, oh, everybody's running around in costumes. And the ghost comes and tries to scare everybody out, and she's just sitting in the bleachers like, filing her nails. Nope. Yep. It's not a ghost. I'm not moving. Whatever. And it takes, like, a What, forklift? Yep, yep. Scooby comes in with a forklift and, like, hauls her out, and that's the only way they'll get her out. Because she's like, I'm not even playing this. This is just no... I think
1: it's so funny that she was so, like, oh, look, there's a ghost, but, like, it's not a ghost. Not a ghost, guy in costume. I'm done. (laughs) I'm over. But again, it's... uh, With this whole timeline thing that we're going on, it's funny because right now she's the one that's, like ghosts aren't real, like, you guys need to chill out and whatever, but then, again, I'm connecting things to 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo this week, (laughs) but in that series, they deal with real ghosts and whatever, and it's only, again, Daphne, Shaggy, and Scooby, whereas Velma wasn't in this up in that series, I should say, and then the movie that closes out that series, Velma is so, like, they aren't real, like, you all hallucinated this and whatever, and Daphne was like, they're real. Like, hello, we dealt with it. And even in Return to Zombie Island, because the original Zombie Island, they were real zombies, real cat creatures and whatever. And Velma experienced that one with them. But then in Return to Zombie Island, Velma was very in denial of it all, basically. And she's like, I'm I'm going to prove that there was something weird going on. Like, she, Again, she's just very into denial. And Daphne's like, uh, no, we saw them disintegrate before our eyes. Like, keep with the program and then at one point you know velma's like well you know there's cat creatures again and Daphne's like crap cat creatures we gotta get off this island again like yeah. you know if they're back then we're dead this it's time like we'll
0: pretend that they don't exist but oh my gosh we really yeah. saw
1: something happen and and so it's funny that right now daphne is the one that's like no it's yeah. not real and whatever yeah, so it will the tables will turn yes <laughs> So yeah, I put that she didn't believe in the ghost. She is still the keeper of the Scooby Snacks. She is. She has been the keeper of the Scooby Snacks from the the beginning, and then I know once they get older, eventually it gets more handed down to Velma.
0: Okay.
1: Because in Zombie Island, when they regroup, uh, Velma's like, look what I've been keeping. I got the Scooby Snacks and whatever, and they're like, um these are stale <laughs> you've had these for how long it's like, so uh, time
0: for new scooby snacks
1: but yeah so yeah she's still the keeper of the scooby snacks and she even ordered a truck of scooby snacks for scooby yeah
0: because she's like will you do this for some scooby And he's like no way uh-huh. yeah well what about a you know a handful of nope mm-hmm. nope not gonna do it what about a truckload And all of a sudden, bam. Yeah. Truckload backs up and dumps out Scooby Snacks. (sighs) Ah, girl's got
1: money. Well, that's... This is, like, one of the first big times we've seen her her portrayal of having money. Because I know eventually we will see her butler come, because I think she calls him Jenkins or whatever. And so, like, I don't know if she just... I can't remember if she just calls his name or has, like, a little bell, but... There will be episodes when her, no matter where they are, she'll just, like, call her, the her butler. The butler, ding, ding, yeah. yung, he shows up. Pretty much, and then be like, you know, <laughs> what did you need, Miss Blake, and whatever. So, but yeah, I feel like this is the first real big...
0: Big thing she
1: does. Yeah, with her money. Okay. <laughs> Orders a truckload of Scooby Snacks. Doesn't even bat an eye. She also found a trail of peanut shells. She did some clue hunting. Tactic
0: mm-hmm. in this
1: one. That's when she was split up with Fred.
0: And she was also still her fashionista, because when, um... Christina... I thought it was Christina at the beginning. I thought it was Christina as well. Because I wrote down Christina and then... Okay, at the end. We'll explain. So anyway, she was like... And I love the way she dresses! Look at her pink! Yeah! Oh, especially her rings and, like, fashionista. Definitely stuck with that it works for her
1: she's doing
0: it but then for her to go ooh, peanut shells
1: yeah right like
0: daphne why did you notice peanut (laughs) shells on the ground really it's
1: funny um because of the fashionista thing in one of the original episodes of scooby-doo where are you it's called foul play in funland and it's this robot who's basically controlling This amusement park, when it's supposed to be closed. Anyway, so they go into the tunnel of love, and she falls in the water and whatever. And I can't remember what they said, something, you know, who was that or whatever. And she's all basically like, you know, I don't care, but whoever it was, I'll make them pay for what they did to my hair. (laughs) And so Fashionista is going to stick with her so much. It is her aesthetic. I love... she changed her outfit and her hair for Cursed 13th Ghost film because her, her wardrobe and her hair were different in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo series. That was like one of her major change in looks. Is that the purple that Angie was talking about? Um, or kind it? of. She's in a... I mean, she is in purple, okay. but she's in a like jumpsuit. <laughs> And then her hair is shorter like maybe goes to about her shoulders and then it has like curl floofs i should show you okay. and but then for the film we do see her hair it's like a little wink and nod moment of seeing her hairstyle from the original series okay. and then but then her outfit that she has for the movie i love and as much as i love her original design i wish They would let Daphne have the outfit that she, and the hairstyle that she chose for this film for a little longer because I loved it. It gave her a distinct new look, and it was, it made you pay attention to her. It was like, Daphne, like, oh, you're, you've changed. But, anyway, let me show you how she looked. So, here's what she looked in the series.
0: Okay. Yeah, she's got a little romper on going on.
1: (laughs) Because that series actually aired before this one, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. So that was a little more early 80s.
0: It's weird not to... She doesn't have a headband in this one. And, like, she's got the longer bangs in Mm -hmm. front. I'm like, that is weird to see her in that one. But then Give her a little bit more grown-up-y feel to it.
1: exactly. But then in the film, I want her to stay in this outfit, at least, for a little bit. Like, even if they made a series and had her in there.
0: My child's in the back room speaking in hushed tones. Uh Uh-oh. I always get really interested. Hmm, it's Christmas. Hushed tones. Mm. What am I hearing? (laughs) Ooh. She's got like the... Yeah! That's a little more sex appeal on that one. I'm like, she's got the, the, I don't know what they're called. Angie calls them Loki boots, Mm. where it's like villain up to the knee. and, And she's got the like utility belt thing happening.
1: Well, and there's a whole montage of her like getting into that and whatever. And Fred and Velma are in her room during that time. Just kind of like, well, Velma's reading the book on the chest of demons and like, trying to research what the crap went down and whatever, and, you know, Fred's just, like, trying to process everything, and anyway, so, has the whole montage of her getting ready, and then, once she's done, she turns around, well, what do you think? And Fred's like, whoa, who are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally thinking Fred's got, like, crush zones this whole time, from start to finish. He's Daphne crushing it.
1: But right now, Daphne is in, like, pink
0: little mini skirts yeah. uh,
1: and white white yeah. boots white boots with the white
0: headband. headband it's very um like 1960s go-go yep exactly on her
1: well that's the first episode of this series she stepped in some mud or something and she's um, like she had a panic attack like i got mud on my go-go boots, on my new ones. (laughs) And then in Scooby-Doo 2, the live-action film, Shaggy and Scooby dress up, and Scooby puts on one of Velma's sweaters. And then, well, like, they come in, and they're like, what are you doing? And, you know, they're like, well, we think the first step to solve a mystery is to wear the right attire. And so (laughs) Shaggy goes... I'm sorry, Daph, but your go-go boots didn't fit me. And then Scooby pulls up his leg and he's got them on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, those go-go boots. (laughs) And then, oh, I was going to say something else, but now I totally forgot. Anyway, maybe it'll hit me. Anyway, that's really all I have for Daphne. All right, me too. So,
0: little Miss Velma. Little Miss Velma. I don't have a lot for her. Once again, she's got her computer in her suitcase, and
1: not a lot. Her first word is "Jinkies" again.
0: Mhm.
1: She. I noticed she said it twice. That's how many times I got it? Oh,
0: I didn't hear her say it twice. Oh. Oh. Time <laughs> to, to rewatch. But her first sentence was like. This way, trust me. And she pulls out a scissors and like zooms over to a wall. And all of a sudden she's like cutting out a, a doorway in this paper wall. And yeah. Was like, dude, how did you know that was going to be paper? Where did you get the scissors? Where is you? What is you Uh-oh. doing? Kate, those hush tones that I was yep. just talking about with Angie just came out with a huge smile on her face.
2: It's going to be here by Friday
1: oh
0: her ring was sent off for cleaning she has been without her engagement ring for three weeks So was that Kelly's retired too yeah
1: hmm. <laughs> He said it was too early well it, it was he's 11. not supposed
0: to get off till like midnight he did
2: he went to work at 2
0: so 15. Oh. Ah. this is what I know
1: welcome back <laughs>
0: Yay isn't she the one that finds the diary?
2: Scooby finds
1: no. the diary yeah, on Scooby his nose, he
0: sneezes it onto
2: her. Oh.
0: I'm impressed. Okay, I must have been looking down writing something, because all of a sudden I look up and she's got this book flying at her, and she... It's a diary! She takes it, though. Like, she's ah. like,
1: let me take that.
0: And... Let me take that. Well, and they, like,
2: spin through the wall, and then the next thing you know it's sitting on Scooby's nose filled with dust.
1: Yeah. So he picks
2: it up, the dust flies, he sneezes, it sneezes the book right at her, she just takes the hit, and <laughs> it's like, oh... A
1: diary okay um like we said before Sh- velma splits up with scooby and shaggy and she makes the plan again
0: oh wait well the two the three that i've seen now The well, it's like and the plan is
1: yeah ah! <laughs> fred needs to step it up he has not made one trap yet like Boy?
2: He's still little. He's still <laughs> learning. He still believes in the Martians and says it out loud. So.
1: Yeah, you, miss, you missed our end points with Fred and then our whole Daphne, Daphne. points.
0: No,
2: I, I heard. Uh, <laughs> it's really not. That far. Yeah. And there's no door. It's just a curtain. So. Oh. What you gonna
1: do? And that's all I had for
0: Velma. Velma was not.
2: Well, you talked about her half at the very, very
0: beginning. We did.
1: We covered yeah, her. That's true.
0: Because they kind of, I find with these characters, they like overlap into each yes. other, and you can't just talk about
1: one without no. talking about the other. Because they all interact yeah. with each other they. the whole time.
0: That's
1: so okay. So Shaggy, he we, says zoinks. <laughs> yeah, he says Zoinks. He I can't spell it. is doing a monologue for every episode so far, like introducing us to what's I going on. What is that? And. So he introduces us that they are at their favorite TV game show for letter or worse at the T V station. Which we never found out what at least that uh, I recall uh HB TV station stands for, but now that I'm looking at it, I know what it stands for.
0: <laughs> Hanna Barber? What?
1: Yeah, Hanna Barbera oh, TV Station. Yes!
0: I am on a roll <laughs> tonight. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I know things. Good job. This is why I'm here. Thanks for inviting me. So I can prove that I know things.
1: (laughs) This is also the first time Shaggy specifically acknowledges Scooby as a puppy.
0: (gasps) Yes, because the Brainy twins. Yep,
1: (laughs) the Brainy bunch. The Brainy bunch. Brainy, Brainy bunch.
0: Uh, Their
2: puns
1: are real close. close Yep. (laughs)
2: Letter, Brainy. Bone, like
0: we're, just, we're just, but they're great. You have to go with them. it's the close puns. are always the best. Yeah, and so. that's pretty much all I have for
1: shag. Oh. He's just well. I mean, you're like
0: <laughs> Ages and I'm like, mm. he said zoinks.
1: Well, I had so they're the first contenders of this tonight's game show, whatever. Uh, him and Scooby get called down, and then they go against the brainy bunch, which. I'm guessing they're twins. Bobby and Betsy. Yes. Oh, they're twins.
0: Okay. They're twins,
2: Bobby and Betsy. Twins. It says so in the announcement.
1: And then they... Well, so they're playing, and they have zero points, and the Brainy Bunch had, like, 25,000. Okay, so, details. Here we go. Yes, here's because the game show. Here it is. So, they get... Scooby and
0: Shaggy up on this shelf, and the Brainy twins over here on this shelf, and they say, okay, and your word is, and it shows all of a sudden down the wall, like 27 squares, so all of a sudden they're having to pick this word, and Shaggy's like, what? What is that word? Oh my gosh, how many letters can you have in a word? And he's like freaking out, and all of a sudden Betsy Brainy goes, Oh, I know what that word is. It's anti-disestablishmentarianism. Yeah. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. You just won 26,402 points. No, it doesn't say what it is. They go through, it just shows
2: that ding, 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 you won. And then it switches over, does a little bubble in, bubble out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're on the very last round now. And they have 25,000 something other in
0: change. Yeah, like me. I'm like... Dude, where are they getting this score from? What? Yeah. <laughs> then the bonus word, one singular word. It's like the twins do their little fishing pole, the Z comes out, and she's like, There is no five letter word with two Z's in it. Scooby's like, uh, Our favorite word, yeah. pizza. And it goes, And for winning this bonus word, yeah. all of a sudden, like their points start getting. Racking up. And 30,003 points. Where is your scoring system? I need to see proof. Break this down for me. How and what are you doing here?
1: So you can lose the whole game, but win by the last bonus round.
0: Oh, like this. So
1: wrong. So wrong. But so before they got to the bonus round, they both had like the cone of shame on their head. The dunce cone. The dunce cone. That.
2: Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite, like, objects in the world. He goes in their right mind, when a person is failing, says, oh, you're already down in the dumps, let's stick this giant cone on your head and make it worse.
0: Okay, showing my age again. <laughs> I have honestly wore a dunce cap in the corner. Again, my point. (laughs) When I was in grade school. Okay, send the picture. (laughs) I had like extreme, like level 10 dyslexia Mm -hmm. growing up. And that was not a thing. Nobody knew Mm -hmm. what dyslexia was. I just didn't read. I didn't do yeah. anything. And this was in first grade and shows you how old I am. But I literally had a teacher put me over in and it was a tall, um, the old fashioned round topped bar stools oh, yeah. that you sit on. I had to go over in the corner, pick up this big giant white pointy hat and it had the word dunce Uh-oh. written down the front of it you had to pick it up and it had a strap the went under your chin and you were basically in timeout for not participating oh. or i wouldn't it was a read out loud like the robin oh, reading thing yeah. that she'd point to and you had to read and i just sat there quietly By the way, this was the same year that the principal told my mother he could take a plant around from room to room and it would learn more than I would. I became a teacher that year because I was like, I'm going to be the anti-teacher of what all these people were. But anyway, sitting there in the timeout chair, you know, the whole class is like looking at you and you're sitting there with this big triangle dunce cap on your head. Going. This is helping no one. This yeah, does not. Exactly. This does not make me want to go out there and be a smarter person. This does so, not make me
2: want to participate because now the I want dunce to wear cap, the gun for the sheer fact of and
0: the principal the gun. paddle went away a few years after that. They oh. just because I've been hit with the paddle too. The big wood paddle mm-hmm. that's on the wall. They reach up, pull it down, grab your ankles. Shrek. Yeah, I've had Corporal that in my day. Punishment. Corporal punishment. It was back in it's my day.
2: Illegal in. 42
0: states but so i could see them do this same as what did i write where was it let me check Maybe that's really fast oh at the end when they get the bonus round and the what's his name davy the letter guy he says losers take a dive and oh, he pulls yeah. the thing and they fall it made me think that nowadays with nowadays day and age where like mental health the kids have oh, to feel uh-huh. successful all the time you will not see a cartoon now no. that calls them losers no. it's like psh, that would be out so that's like of its time period we call people losers all the oh, time yeah. you lost you were a loser and you win, you're a winner, you're a winner you lose, and you're
2: a loser it's so. always work <laughs>
0: But nowadays, it would be like affecting everyone's mental health mm-hmm. if you if those people were losers and they because they lost the game, they need a participation <laughs> ribbon. Mental
2: health is important, but
1: you don't need to the <laughs> No. Well, that's yeah. I last year I watched the entire Flintstones, the original series, all the way through, and let me. Okay. Well, first of all, that series. It says plain on the box that it was the first animated primetime show for adults. But I'm like, like, yeah, watch that show. Because, I mean, you know, you think Flintstones, oh, kids and whatever. No. Which, I mean, yeah, they can watch it. Mm-hmm. But, like.
2: That's because the adult humor goes right over Small Children's head. It's like Disney After
1: Dark. Well, <laughs> that's. Yeah, you watch it and. Well, I mean, first of all, yes, the adult jokes is like, whoa, like, where was I? <laughs> but then there's so many things said in that show that I'm like, well, that can't be played now. Like, yeah. the second Censored, episode...
0: Censored,
1: there's There's... So there... Do you, do you know who the characters are? Fred and Barney? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Barney <coughs> creates basically a helicopter type thing. You know, it's not a thing in the Stone Age yet. And so he's all, you know, look, it flies. And, like, he got it to work and everything. And so Fred was like, oh, I want in on this. Like, let's make a profit on this. And anyway, so they're, you know, they're trying to use it. And um, Fred's trying to pump it to get it to go because he had to pedal and then it would spin, spin the right. propellers and whatever. And he was just, like, going. And, like, he get up a little bit. Anyway, like... Uh, Barney just flat out you're too fat Fred <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be sad yeah. anymore no. and then I got into the later seasons and well okay two things so one well I guess technically three there's three things that I'm like this would not be approved today so one there's an episode where there's like these cattle wrestlers and whatever and they get caught, or they, they catch friend Barney at one point. Anyway, like, just cut to the next scene. They're at a tree. Two ropes around their neck, and the guy's holding the rope. And they're just sitting there. I've sent you the picture. Yeah. Like, plain as day what they're about to do. You're like, this would not go over. This would be our rated yeah. right yeah. now. So and then there's another yeah. one where there's, like, a gangster type dude, and he has little minions that he sends out and whatever. It's not the one with the... <laughs> well, yeah. so he's all... The, so like he sends me all these The ones. boss dude was all, like... He, he had a gun, and he was just kind of, like, playing with it. I mean, again, it is Stone Age, so all it was was a pebble. But... <laughs> Anyway, so he's just kind of, like, shooting at stuff and whatever. Well, well, so he's shooting, but you don't see what he's shooting at. And then it cuts over, and there's a guy sitting, or, like, standing in front of him, and he has, like, a can or something on top of his head, and he's getting it and whatever, like, shooting it. And basically before the scene ends, the guy who's standing with the can is, like, sitting there, you know, please don't do it and whatever, and he's all, what if you miss? And the guy's like, "Shut up, I never miss." And all you see <laughs> and then it cuts, and you're like, "Okay, wow,
0: bye You're like, It's mm, been down
1: <laughs> And then there's one more where I mean it's a it's a dream episode, basically Fred's like fearing that. Everyone's going to forget about him, and everyone else is going to become more successful in him. So he dreams that Barney becomes this successful millionaire and whatever. They enter, or like, Fred enters the house. First thing you see on the wall when they enter the house, naked woman. (laughs) I'm like, okay! okay. (laughs) Like, anyway, yeah, it's just weird that how, I mean, even just TV, what can be... Portrayed now is just changed.
2: When it came out, they were much more conservative. When the cartoon was made, like just people in general. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then but- they air that, and then you think about now, very conservative TV. <laughs>
0: but back then, it was like we would see those things on TV, and they would talk about it and whatever, and that was a TV thing, like shooting yeah. guns and you know that kind of thing. That never happened, you know, unless you were famous in Hollywood, yeah. playing with the guns. You know, that was a Hollywood thing. That was not the kid next door shooting his yeah. brother. Or that was not yeah. the, you know, suicide. You go to school, you learn about four kids that tried to commit suicide. I mean, it was not a common everyday thing. So it was on TV and everybody knew.
1: Yeah, that, that was sense. TV.
0: That was not real life. Do not and
1: mm. yeah,
0: they didn't have to put do not try this at <laughs> home yeah. because we didn't mm. common sense ruled a little bit more than it does nowadays.
1: And so <laughs> Well, and it's interesting. I mean, Scooby-Doo for the most part has played it safe. Yeah. I mean, cuz I've watched I don't see. There's yeah, there's really nothing that I've picked out. I mean, there will once in a while you're like, "Oh, yeah, I get it now," you know? Yeah, true. Okay, Scooby Natural was. Yeah. <laughs> well, the little bit you know.
0: That was a super. Right on the yeah. line. It doesn't count. Exactly. Yeah. you Don't. Because <laughs> like, that's on the supernatural side. Yeah. yeah exactly. girl, you're
1: not 100% the Scooby 100% side. Supernatural,
0: and I was down for it. Oh yes. <laughs> but
1: I think you're right
0: that well the, the their content.
1: Well, so what was I was getting answer. at with that is, <clears throat> again, I'm kind of surprised that. They did keep it pretty clean in the back, back, you know, in the older ones. But then we get to now. I mean, we got to the first live action film, and that one was supposed to be rated R. But then they were like, okay, we'll cut it down, whatever. But then in Mr. Incorporated, which I talked about a lot last week, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, that series is, besides Zombie Island, the original Zombie Island. Mystery Incorporated is the darkest Scooby has gone. And I mean, so I want to say it's like the second to last episode. But so there's a friend that they befriend throughout the series. Her names, they, well, people at school call her Hot Dog Water because she smells like hot dog water. Her real name is Marcy. And she's voiced by the actress who played Velma in the first two live-action films. Okay. But anyway, so, like, Velma really befriends her, and, anyway, like, second-to-last episode, there's, like, this... They're going to basically open this sarcophagus who has... who's been holding this spirit in it, and the spirit wants free, blah, 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 blah. And so there's, like, this army of robots, and then the, like, people who are basically forcing the gang to go open this sarcophagus and whatever and anyway so i i can't remember exactly like what they were trying like why what was going down what was the conflict I, I have to rewatch it but basically they were like someone has to stay behind or something and you know and so they were all like no like we won't you know it's the whole we won't let anyone you know <laughs> stay behind or whatever and no, man. So, finally, Hot Dog Water was like, you know, I'll take one for the team, blah, blah, blah. And so, they're like, you know, okay, like, thank you so much, whatever. So, they, like, go, well, they're, like, in a cave, and then they go into this next section, basically. And, you know, they're on a bridge, and they, they're a good distance. And it's one of those, like, I mean, I... Have you ever watched? I mean, you've pr- obviously you have, but like when you watch something, something happens and you just like instantly get chills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And okay, you have to remember yeah. this is Scooby Doo. Now, this Mystery Incorporated was definitely a more adult oriented series. It, I mean, it was plainly said by crea- the creators like, we made this series for the old fans because we knew they could handle more of this stuff. Mm hmm. But, again, I will never forget this feeling of first watching it. Because, again, Scooby's more or less clean, yeah. you know, throughout. But, anyway, so they're walking on the bridge, and you see Scooby. I mean, they're all kind of have, like, worried faces, because they don't know what they're going to and whatever. And all of a sudden, you, like, Scooby just instantly... You know, like, a dog can sense stuff, mm-hmm. and he... So, Scooby, you know, basically... Just almost like cowers, basically goes down, whatever, and you hear gunshots.
2: Mm-mm.
1: They killed the girl that stayed behind, and so it's all. Anyway, I will never forget that because it's like, there. You know, there's music playing, kind of spent, and then as soon as that gunshot goes off, everything's silent, and Scooby just instantly, like, crap. She like, died because of what us. Happened, yeah. mm-hmm. And then. But then, like, the second to, or no, the last episode, like, everything's going down. There's the spirit, um, the evil entity is what they call it. And, I mean, (laughs) so, I mean, at that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, that happened. But then, you get into the next episode, and I mean, it is intense, but, like, this evil entity is just eating everyone alive. And you're like, well, her life apparently means nothing because everyone else can just get eaten now. (laughs) So. Killing people off left and right. <laughs> anyway, oh after that whole, generations have changed. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. I
2: attention
1: the oh, I love Mr. Incorporated again. That's where everything's gonna connect. But yeah, that I definitely that was one of those moments of like Scooby just did that. So, are we on Scooby? <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: My favorite part is after eating the truckload of scooby snacks he's like walking around for like five minutes like huge yeah huge and then all of a sudden um al Cabone comes in and is like on the other side it's like a full body mirror thing and al Cabone takes the mirror part away and comes you know <coughs> through the mirror and you know, says his classic line thing, sounds just like Al Capone. And Scooby goes, ah! And all of a sudden his head like pops open and like air. <gasps> like oh, his mind yeah. is blown. Mm-hmm. And he just, <gasps> around the room. And all of a sudden he's skinny again. And I was like, wait. Hmm. <laughs> his food just went out his brain and now yeah. he's skinny. And I'm like, was that just a head fart? <laughs> Where all of his
1: food... A brain
0: fart? I just, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Well, so it's... Oh. I have a comment about that. Because, again, um, still going with Scooby. So we meet this character who's basically trying to like get his own spot on TV. He's trying to impress this manager of the TV station Um, like singing, and then doing some magic, and eventually he pulls Scooby's head through this hat, out of this hat, but then it, like, he pushes Scooby back in the hat, and then it cuts back to the gang, and Scooby just pops up. And so I put magic real question mark, which then I thought about it, and there will be a movie... Before the timeline shifts, that's called Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. And that whole movie is like, there's this magician who wants real magic, who wants to prove himself that he's a real magician. And long story short, he steals the magic of a fairy, (laughs) who the fairy happens to be a daughter of the Goblin King who is basically the ruler of the Halloween world so to speak so anyway so then the the magician guy is all I'll give you back your daughter if you give me your scepter your all-powerful scepter and so you know he's like okay fine you know meet me at midnight and whatever and anyway so it's kind of interesting we can connect this because we kind of saw the first indication of magic and then we will eventually see magic Magic. actually happen. So, I don't- Random side note, I just- I Uh, connected that so fast, I was like, magic already, wow. So, anyway. So, Scooby sees the ghost first, this episode. And he saw the ghost first in the first two episodes. And so, it's almost like a trend right now of Scooby runs into the ghost first. I thought was interesting. And then he fishhooks Davy's pants during the game show. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, Can I have my pants back? Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then, let's see, what else do I have? Oh, well, like we said, Scooby eventually went and got a forklift to get Daphne to move.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I just surprised he knew how to operate that thing, but you know.
0: But it doesn't Scooby know
1: how to do it. Yeah, exactly.
0: I heard they're fairly easy. Never <laughs> driven a forklift in my life, but I've heard rumor.
1: And then also, like we said, he finds the diary, <coughs> <coughs> which yeah. is a clue for- which, again, Velma kind of looks into. And that's all I have for the gang.
0: That's all I got.
1: Okay, so now we can move on to side characters. We had a bunch of side characters, I feel like, in this episode. But then the plot twist was... Ding, 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 They were... A mo- well, a lot of them were all one person. So we had Davey, who is the... The letter guy. Yeah, the letter guy, the host of the game show. And he actually, we learned, he got... His show, for letter or worse, got promoted to an hour-long show.
0: Because Pristina's who had a magic show, her show got deleted so that he yes. could extend his show. Yep. And we see her at the beginning being all sweet and friendly. Oh, Davy, I'm really glad your show got extended. He's like, well, I thought you'd be mad. And she's like, oh, no,
1: I'm fine. I remember but- she says, that's just showbiz. Mm-hmm. so uh, facial reaction when Davy was, like, straightening his bow tie, putting his yeah.
2: Ooh, it was not a happy one. And then she, he looks over. She changes it
1: immediately. Yep, like, I'm but we struggling. never, we don't see her again after that. Mm-hmm. We don't. It's very
0: plot twisty.
1: But yes, <laughs> when she's like walking
0: away, the thing I notice most is Daphne says, like she's talking about how mm-hmm. fashionista she is. She's like, oh, I love her fashion. Especially her dress and that ring. And all, she's got, got her hand up in the air pointing and it does like a close-up. like.
1: Ooh! Yeah.
0: I felt like last time we talked about how every time there was a clue, that big word <laughs> like clue <laughs> came across. I felt like when she did the ring, we should have seen the word yeah. clue <laughs> right across the ring because that's where my mind went when... <laughs> Every single character that we met after that was like, we meet um, Pop O'Connor, an old guy in overalls, like, sitting out front saying, yeah, I used to be a stagehand here and whatever. And he, like, moves and there's a flash come from his hand. And then the bad singer magician Mel that we meet, he's got, like rings on both hands and it's the exact same ring every single time. So I'm like, there's a connection here.
1: (laughs) It was so funny. Well, so first you were like, every character, you were like, oh, do do they have a ring? Do you Mm -hmm. see a ring and whatever? And then it was so great. So we were, you know, just watching the episode, taking the notes. And she goes, you know what would be great is if all these characters... And again, we thought her name was Christina at first, but she was like, if Christina was all these people, all these different characters and whatever, she... They
0: scoffed at me.
1: ...called it. <laughs> so quickly. Yes. It was amazing, honestly. Oh my so, pot, oh, pot, pot. Mm-hmm. Pops. Pops O'Connor.
0: I like a pot
2: O'Connor So let's just start there
1: So he again is A character of Pristina But we don't learn that Until the end of the episode But as far as his Character he knew The history of Al Capone He told the gang kind of You know who he was and What he had done And then we also learn that he was supposedly a famous radio star before the radio station was turned into the TV station.
0: Yeah. And so I'm thinking that's probably where Pristine used that because she yep. probably knew of the diary, like being yeah, there. Yeah. And found the diary and was like, oh, I can use this to set the stage for yep. who I need it to be.
1: Makes sense. And then we had The Great Mel, which, again, he was the one, like, trying to get his own TV show, you know, by singing and with magic, which made sense later on because Pristina had her own magic, magic show. Yeah, and so, but it was weird that he couldn't do magic. I know. Pristine was, like, really good at <laughs> yeah. it. And he Did was really ever bad. Did we see her
2: but do magic, we-
1: though? Who? Oh. Maybe that's why he got canceled. Maybe she was bad at. Yeah.
2: When you said, "Do you like her show?" and she was like, "Ew, no."
0: But she I love her sense fashion sense. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe. Maybe she was. was. Bad at magic.
2: Again, you never see her do magic. Yeah, that mm. makes sense.
0: See Good this, eye, girl. This is girl. why I, didn't this is white, white. I just watched. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all I had for the other characters. Again. No red herring. He was not present in the episode, but he was mentioned and shown. And, yeah.
0: and then they solve the mystery by... I have a plan! <laughs> <laughs> and then the plan is, they actually go in and the gang does the game show. Yes. And they say... Our first contestant is Scoop! Come on in! Shags the Shaggy the letter guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then all of a sudden the spotlight zooms over to the ghost. And Al Cabone! You're our second player!
1: <laughs> well, and this is where I was like, Oh, her name's not Christina. It's yeah. Christina because there was a P on the board. And I'm like, who, who, who have we that met that, that starts yeah. with a P? I
0: start looking at my notes. I'm like... There is not a name that starts with P. I was like, Pop O'Connor? But then it had too many letters. So I was like...
1: Well, so at first we saw on the board, it was, Is the Ghost. Mm -hmm. And they were basically filling the letters for the the name. And it started out with P. Like, that was one of the first letters. And I was like, uh, who? (laughs) What? (laughs) What
0: was happening?
1: So, yeah, and then the villain for this episode, again, we've been mentioning him. He is the ghost of Al Capone, a play-on of Al Capone. Capone. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a lot for him, but basically, he's, you know, in, like, a purple jacket. Didn't he have a flower
0: mm-hmm. on
1: his, yeah, on his, in the pocket? And- it, was,
0: it was a classic zoot suit. Like old mobster style. Pinstripe.
1: Yeah, pinstripe. It was
2: a full blue and white pinstripe Pinstripe. suit.
0: The only difference between when Pop O'Connor was like doing a flashback is the Al Cabone that he was talking on had the really short, dark hair, but as the ghost, he had had the long, ghostly looking, kind of a whitish blonde. It was
2: the same color as Christina's hair.
0: No, it wasn't, because Pristina's, was. Pristina's had more of, like, a yellow hue to it. Mm-hmm. This was more like a, if you were to throw, like, flower on <laughs> blonde uh, okay, hair, it did, like, the glowy, ghost-looking um, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yellow.
1: And, I mean, he was a skeleton, he, because Al Cabone, yeah. so, you know, oh, he was dead, dead, and he had the hat, so I liked his... Pra- presentation Mm -hmm. i did not love like again i loved his his presentation but i didn't love him as a whole of a villain because i felt like he didn't do anything but show up and be like boo and they were doing
0: um the real al capone Mm -hmm. had like very smart man very but he had like a weird um Accent kind uh-huh. of thing, like he talked like immigrants. yeah, Italian he immigrants, the, and he, he
2: had the um, deep city Chicago with an Italian. Yeah, and he
0: wasn't very educated and type thing, so kind of what has turned into um, a stereotype yeah. for Al Capone. I felt like they grasped onto that, and oh, he only okay. said like his two or three little punch yeah. lines and didn't really talk. It was like he'd come in and he'd say his punchline and then he'd float away.
1: And it'd be like,
0: hmm. Which is interesting. Not a lot of substance in so this So
1: my girlfriend and I, Mariah, about almost two years ago now, we had been trying to do a series on my YouTube channel called The Scooby-Doo Tube. And basically we were watching and reviewing more or less each episode, but we were doing it in the order of release. And one thing that we always would talk about with the villain is, basically, did they talk? Did they make a noise? How did we feel about that for the character? Like, the Black Knight ghost, which was the, the very first episode Scooby-Doo ever, He the Black Knight never talked, but sometimes he'd kind of grunt and whatever. And we felt for that, it fit him, because... You know, it's like this soul has taken over this black suit of armor, you know. And so, you, you, yeah, yeah, you don't really expect it to talk. Whereas, you know, Al Cabone, where he's the ghost of a human, more or less, I felt like it was okay for him to talk. Mm -hmm. So... Should have had a lot more to say. Way, way more to say, yeah. Again, I I just, I loved his appearance, but I didn't love what he did because he just, like, would show up and boo, and then they'd run away. Yeah, And it was almost like Dr. Croaker in the last episode. I felt like he didn't do a whole lot. Again, he had his tongue. Yeah. But, like, we didn't really see that until the end of the episode as him breaking into stuff.
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden, bam, here's my tongue. Yeah. And we're done with it. Yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what this guy does at, like, the very end. He, like, they go back and forth on... Okay, what letter do you want? And he's just angry because they pulled him onto the thing and he goes, Errr! Yeah, and
1: exactly. He's
0: like, Oh, letter R? Nope, that's not there. Or, you know, and it was like, Wait, he didn't even play. Yeah. He didn't, and then they just went to Scooby and all of a sudden, a little flash forward and the whole puzzle solved. Yeah, because <laughs> it was Scooby like,
2: kept getting it right so he could guess more letters. And but, Al Cabone was like, Hey, what about me? He's like, It's not your turn yet. And he was, like, upset about exactly. it. Yeah.
0: But that was He's like, really...
2: like, pull me up here to play and then don't let me play. That
0: was really his only sentence that he said, is like, what, what about my turn?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Otherwise, it was yeah. really like, yes, I. And that was like, yes, I, yeah. I'm like...
1: The dude. first episode of this series, the ghost was... Is, <laughs> such a creative name. The Green Ghost. But... <laughs> He's basically this blob of, like, green goo, and I will say, like, so far, I feel like that villain that we've seen has had the most to do, because he would talk, but it was, it was, I mean, he had a voice, a scary voice, so to speak, but it was very, like, when he would talk, it was threatening stuff, it's like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, don't touch that, get away, you know, and... One thing that I liked, just a little detail from him was that <laughs> his tongue was... With tongue? <laughs> I know! But his tongue was, like, his face. Then it goes to a smaller face, and a smaller face, and a smaller face. And there was one scene where it all came out, and, like, basically, he said something, then a little one came and said the same thing, do 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 and gets to the end, and then the little one, like, goes right up to Scooby and Shaggy, he's like, Boo! You know, and it, it was just a little detail like that that I enjoyed. You know, like, it didn't have... You know, they didn't, like, bring it up in the... Like, once they solved the mystery, they weren't like... And this tongue, you know, it was just, like, one of those little things to add to the character but not make it this big deal type yeah. of thing. You know, and I just feel like they're missing that with the some of these villains right now.
0: They could be fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. I mean, because the real Al Capone was, like, a very scary, ominous, like, uh-huh. he'd walk, you know, you see old movies, like, old video, newsreel kind of thing of him walking into the room and everybody just kind of takes a step away, back, and whatever. Yeah. So and he
2: wasn't, the real Al Capone was not a very big dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But his presence was just... There um, and... <laughs> large. Yes. He'd walk in and take all the energy in the room. You were mm-hmm. like...
0: And really, for a man that spent 40-something years avoiding police and not being caught and being a major villain, I mean, dude had street smarts. Yeah. Seriously. So I think they could have taken that and put... You'd think I was a fan of mobsters. Anyway,
2: no, but your daughter like, is... So that's you what know I really things.
0: sound like right now. Okay, I just had a thought. Again, anyway, your daughter is, so you know the But <laughs> you would think that they would have taken actual Al Capone yep. stuff and incorporated it into this villain instead of just using his name as a pun and stereotyping Yeah. Him. It was like, okay. They could have... They have, could so have much, though. Because I feel like sometimes Scooby-Doo takes things and educates kids yeah,
1: exactly. through there.
0: So it was like, take this moment, educate kids know, on who Al Capone like, was.
2: You learn a lot about a siren I'm and a like, banshee. Yeah. You learn the difference between the two A
0: siren it. and a banshee. <laughs> so they could have, so I'm like, maybe they're just not into the Like, later on, they do more of the teaching type thing, and they haven't quite got there in this one There's an
1: episode that, I mean, aired before this. It's a part of the Scooby-Doo show. It was the third series, I want to say. Anyway, and it's... I believe the title is The Headless Horseman of Halloween. And, you know, so it's The Headless Horseman. And I really enjoy that episode because it takes the source material of the headless horseman and basically says what if he came back and so you know it explains the story the original story of the headless horseman and then is like oh no he's returned basically and that's you know kind of an example of educating you know in a short amount of time what this story was about And then there's also another episode within that same series. I believe it's called To Switch a Witch. And it's all, I mean, pretty much all about the Salem Witch Trials. And they think this witch has come back. And so this town's like, we got to go back to our roots. We got to, you know, get this witch and drown her until she emits and whatever. And it explains the history of Salem. And, you know, and so, yeah, I feel like right now they are missing the ball on these. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, get together I need info the best part
2: about a villain is
1: the The backstory
2: backstory. that's what makes a villain a villain
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. well and that's
2: if you have a poor backstory you have a poor villain it's
1: just yeah I I keep going to (laughs) this movie we need you know we might just need to watch this series and watch it before we do the podcast but the curse of the 13th ghost uh Again, they're capturing the final ghost, the 13th ghost, and he's supposed to be the most powerful, but we got this, like, huge long history of who the 13th ghost was, and, I mean, not to go full into it, but more or less it was that the uh, Vincent the Vincent Price character, he plays Vincent Van Gool, mm-hmm. and basically he finally admits to the gang. he's like, okay, here's the deal, here's kind of why, you know like, this last ghost is such a big deal, blah, 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 it's my ancestor. He was evil, an evil warlock, and he, you know, basically tortured people and all this, and they caught him in this chest of demons, and, you know, he, he, I released him by accident, and I had to trap him in again, and so to face him was really hard, and then you guys released him again, and, so then there's like this last, I mean, towards the end of the film, where it's Vincent Van Gogh and the demon's name is Asmodeus, which is, we learn it that the name has kind of changed from what his actual ancestor's name was. His ancestor's name was something to do with Asmodeus, but a little different. But anyway, there's this moment of, Vincent van Gogh confronting Medeus and you know, is basically like, okay. you know, basically, you know, you don't have to do this. You can change your ways, like, you know, you just basically, you know, confronting him of after all these years, this is still what you want to do, and all this, and that's like, many many people have very strong opinions about that film, mainly because of how it ended, but I love that movie because of how it ended, because it has so much of a backstory to the chest of demons to vincent van goole to you know these monsters that they caught throughout the series that you know we didn't get in these 20 minute episodes throughout the series i mean we did get history for each villain throughout the episode but it was you know the whole thing was more depth well yeah and it's like we're getting up to this the final demon who's supposed to be the most powerful and whatever And throughout the whole series we never learned why you know it's just like he's the most powerful and whatever and then we get to this movie and we're like holy crap you know he's connected to vincent van Gogh. this is why it's such a big deal and so yeah again as you were saying a backstory to a villain is what sells it like Mm -hmm. and yeah right now we are missing that (laughs) we're missing our (laughs)
0: backstories big time with these last two
1: again the criminal was pristina she was upset about her show getting canceled and this is a little fun fact she is the first female criminal
0: go (laughs) pristina
1: so like we do every episode do you think she has enough of a motive to come back for revenge again i know if they do or not. See, I feel like this
0: puts pressure on me every time you ask me this question. I know. I'm like,
1: you know the answer. I'm I being set answer. up
0: for this Gary one. The gallery
2: says no.
1: Well, we gotta know.
2: I
0: kind of feel it like.
2: It seems lackluster.
0: She kind of wants to be captured because if you watch, she's <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, well, fine. Okay. I did that. And like her hands are already outstretched before. The the cop guy or whoever comes over to arrest her. She's, like, sticking her hands out, like, here, arrest me, whatever, I would have gotten away with this type thing.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's like, girl, you're not even trying to not be caught. And so, but I don't think that she comes back because she really,
1: Mm. kind of all over the place. Again, we see her... Like, her actual, you know, not in her characters, we'd see her twice in the whole episode.
0: Yeah. And even as her different characters, I mean, they weren't trying to take over the world. yeah. Kind of thing. Like, the magician, the bad magician singer, Mel, just wanted a show. And the only thing he even says related to ghost hunting or whatever, is he says, if I get hired, this ghost will go away. Mm. And that was the only thing that he yep. said related really to right it. The nose, and right? then if that
2: doesn't tell you who the bad guy is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And then Pop O'Connor was like,
2: <laughs> I guess I have to go find new guy. He
0: didn't try to steer him away. He didn't whatever. He's like, this is who Alcabone is. Oh, I better go find another job. Yeah, <laughs>
2: It seemed very... Okay,
0: uh, it was just... There was not a lot of thought no. put into this. So I'd have to say no, she doesn't come back.
1: She does not. At least right now. I have to keep pointing that out. Because again, <laughs> we, seen we might... She might in future content. Oh, sure. But uh, yeah, we haven't seen I her come back.
0: No,
1: she come back. It's... Well, it's interesting because like... It's interesting what like a motive enough would be to come back, because Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, the second live-action film, that whole movie is a revenge plot. And...
2: But it's a good revenge plot.
1: But here's the thing, okay? So, with that one, I mean, we'll... We'll really dive into it once we get to that film and the episode. And that have so much z- to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite. I, well, yes, it's my favorite. That, that <laughs> podcast episode is probably going to be, like, five hours. <laughs> you <laughs> like parts. Yeah, really, though. Like
0: but one, part two.
1: But, so, the, the villain in that one, spoiler alert, I mean, it's been out how long, um, is Dr. Jonathan Jacobo. And mm-hmm. he, right. in the film... He, like, was trying to create monsters. That was, that was like, his goal in life, basically. <laughs> and because, like, he gets put into prison because of his original, you know, why they threw him in jail. He, he posed as the pterodactyl ghost. <laughs> and...
2: Ghost. I'm what? I'm not gonna lie. That, I enjoyed I might have seen
1: you know, that one. You know who that goes. Well, I might have seen that one. If, and if you see that one, you'll, you'd know. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, well, then everybody believed that he... Well, he was trying to escape from prison, and he basically drowned himself. Oh. That's what everyone thought. And then, obviously, well, surprise! He's still alive. And this was a whole revenge plot. Which is, again, interesting. Like, like he wanted revenge... Cause like he didn't get a complete his life school of making monsters, and then his revenge was making monsters.
0: Hmm.
1: It's like. It's a off. Yeah. Well, but then you watch but the yeah. original episode, hmm. and the uh, like the original motive for him in the original episode because that criminal and that monster was in the Scooby Doo show again, which is uh, like a nineteen seventies. Episode, So, I mean, it had been 30 or so years since the episode. But the original episode was that he was using a pterodactyl ghost costume to fly over pirated CDs. And so, like, where did they just decide? You know what? He has the perfect motive to come back.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Those pirated CDs. <laughs> and then... Hey,
0: they're
1: a big thing
2: in the old movies. You turn on, and it's like... <laughs> it's... They've got a whole entire, like, five-minute ad about why you shouldn't pirate CDs. <laughs> it's a thing. It's like Apparently.
1: But then, like, in... I was talking about earlier Scooby-Doo Frank and Creepy. That whole movie's a revenge plot. That actually has three criminals that are from original episodes. One is from the Scooby-Doo show, and then two are from the original series, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? One is one of the Phantom Shadows from A Night of Fright is No Delight, which is the episode the Supernatural mm-hmm. crossover took place in. And I... You
2: still haven't seen that.
1: I actually believe that one had a good motive to come back because that whole episode is there's a an old general who has passed away and whoever can stay the night the longest in his mansion house thing gets his fortune basically and scooby was put in his will and so the gang stay blah 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 Anyway, so, you know, they caught him and whatever, so the guy doesn't get the fortune. I can see that as, like, um, yeah. no, give me back that fortune. Because, yeah, Scooby affected his yes. future life
2: Scooby got somehow. the fortune, so, like, LOL, plot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, money. Money.
1: <laughs> and then the, I want to say that one of the other ones was the Ghost of Redbeard. And I'm trying to think what his criminal plan was. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch that one. And then the last one was the the ghost of Mamba Wamba.
0: <laughs> I, love, so, I, love, I want to be in the room where it happens that so they come up with the titles right? and the ghost names. Well, I've I've like the room where it happens.
1: Listen to so many things and read so many different things of like people asking. Okay. How do you do it like do you come up with the monster first or like the story first or whatever and a lot of it actually is that they'll come up with the story and the criminals motive and whatever and then they're like okay fit a monster into that setting you know whatever and speaking of the supernatural crossover because whenever they give someone the opportunity to do something scooby like whether it be a new series or a movie you know they have they have this guideline of like you have to stick to this you have to have this you have to and a lot of them say you have to have the like the three f's and it was like like some like frights oh, i can't remember all of them but like frights and flashlights was one but anyway so there's kind of this more or less strict guideline of you know this is how it can go you know here are your leeways here's what you can and can't do, blah blah blah. For the crossover with uh, Supernatural, that the like the writers and everything, which the, one of the writers for that episode is who wrote the story for Return to Zombie Island. Okay. And for again for this Supernatural episode, you know they were like, okay, like we want to do this. How how can we do this? Blah blah blah. And that was one of the rare. Projects that involve Scooby where they literally were like us. Because
2: they had to match Supernatural's mm-hmm. thing too. And for Supernatural to actually have an episode,
1: you have yeah. to have like
2: a gore, basically a death, mm. and <laughs> basically like weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like you you have to have those for Supernatural because girlfriend <laughs> they monster.
1: <laughs>
0: It's their thing. It's, th- it's
2: their family business. Yeah. You gotta get what you get, though. I'm the
0: peanut gallery. I cannot comment on this one. Have not seen it yet.
2: Though they still didn't break the rule. They did not give Scooby-Doo weapons, actually. No. So that did not break either rule. They were there, but Scooby-Doo didn't use them. So it's fine.
1: Yay! <laughs> Okay. And then my little section, because it's hard for you to join in with this, yep. my timeline little section. <laughs> so overall, I mean, it's it's so hard right now to make a timeline cause we're still so early, but my one thing that I have, did they finally go out of Coolsville? Did we ever get confirmation that the station was in Coolsville? What is the station called?
0: HB. HP
1: TV station. So what's the HB stand? Hanna-Barbera, which is oh, the creator we of...
0: We, we discussed this. You were probably... Oh, yeah, I know who Hanna-Barbera is. So, hmm. Like yesterday.
1: I wonder if I can look it up. Because
2: they're still kids, so you wouldn't think that they would go too far out of school. <laughs> you kid, think? But, like, you
0: have to listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> we spent a good chunk of time on that.
2: And again, I and haven't... <laughs> I'm just voicing my peanut gallery opinion. <laughs>
0: Those of you listening can refer back to last week's episode. If you are confused.
1: Okay, no, it's saying that HBTV is in Coolsville, so they have not left Coolsville still. We are stuck in Coolsville right now, which is fine because we're kind of making a map, more or less, of Coolsville.
0: Yeah, and they really don't leave the station at all, so we can't really place where it is in the town. Um, they go into the parking lot when they drive Daphne out in the forklift, <laughs> but it really doesn't show yeah. where in the, to- or in the town it might be located.
1: We don't see anything around, really. So, I mean, we didn't, again, didn't get any family thing. I know for a fact the next episode we will be meeting Shaggy's baby sister. So we're going to finally get some family connections here we didn't get any from any of the other characters this episode and we still have not seen them in school I <laughs> do these kids not go I to school really
0: want it must be summertime
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm thinking like well maybe because shaggy had a job at the beginning of the series so maybe it was like yeah, a summer job, a
0: job. So. and red herring wasn't there so he's you know you know he's on vacation yeah yeah summer
1: Oh, and then last little note is we had a romp, but it was, like, 15 seconds.
0: It was mini. I did remember the word romp. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Learned that last week. But, yeah, super, super short. Did they even, like, run very far? No. It was, like, from one room to the other.
1: I mean, technically, when I look on Scoobypedia, which is a website... Full of Scooby information. Technically, they didn't have a romp this episode because the music that plays, at least in this series, ties in specifically to what's going on. Like
0: the, it was the TV show music.
1: Oh, was it? Uh huh. So um,
0: it was like the intro music oh, okay. was playing.
1: Yeah, but like for the romps, if you listen, um, I'd have to. Like, for the second episode, the monster's, like, this purple blob octopus. And, like, his mouth is above his eye and whatever. And basically, the music is talking about the monster. And, like, at one point, it says, like, he's got his eye on you and whatever. And so, like, the, the music that usually plays in this series is basically explaining what's going on. And at least for this episode, yeah, all we got was kind of a overall series song just like scooby dooby
0: Doo. where like last week it was an entire like 10-minute dance break (laughs) yeah they stopped to dance last week what is happening but this one it was like they ran into the other room and they were like scooby-dooby and then it went into the intro music thing
1: yeah
0: i was like wait was that a romp and by (laughs) the time i asked the question it was over Oh, okay. Guess
1: it was. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So that's all I have. We made it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining me once more. Thank you for our audience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Angelou. That's my sound. on you. We have. You haven't already listened to her episode. She will. She will be in. in Chapter three.
1: Maybe as the time recording. We have yet to. Actually <laughs> yeah. So as of
0: we're going out of order.
1: That's what I thought <laughs> this
0: when makes this when great. when you were like, well, all the villains we've seen so far. Angie, what's your villain? You know <laughs> what. Don't she count. just got finished with fa- college finals, yeah. So she's excused for a minute, <laughs> but that's the only reason she's excused from this. And then yes. We skipped she's over just... her because
1: of college finals. We're
2: filming out of order because we <laughs> have to record it in order. this makes <laughs> our timeline a lot better. Oh yes. yes. Right.
1: Well, then we can connect later stuff to right. it. So. Right. Yeah, that's why we haven't- I haven't said, like, anything of episode threes, because we haven't done it yet, as of recording this one, so... But, as of recording this one, we have made it through our first month Yay! of the podcast. I know originally I had said we were gonna do two a week, but once again, Mariah's not feeling well, and so we can't produce as many episodes as fast, because I gotta get together with people to produce these now, and so... It's not as easy to just be like,
0: Mariah. And we don't take as great notes as Mariah does. Oh, and Jish. The woman, oh, bow it down to might her. might be
2: a little bit, like, <laughs>
0: easier
2: <laughs> to understand with Mariah. Queen
0: B, love you, girl. Start. You need
1: to get better and come back. So. As much
2: as we do this, <laughs> we can still do it
0: with her. We miss you. Oh, yes. Bring her back!
1: So we are doing one episode a week right now, and you guys voted to do Tuesdays, but... That Yes, episode 5 has brought us to the end of January. The end of January's episodes. So, thank you all for listening and tuning in. Thank you for bearing with us. We just have lots of guests right now. I have even new guests coming on for later episodes. I have a friend London coming on and another friend um, Tyson. And I have some other podcasters coming on that do other Scooby-Doo podcasts as well so I just got lots of friends gonna join me but I appreciate Anissa for just being available so that I can get as many of these done as I can right now so you're gonna hear her quite a bit honestly because I'm honestly like hey I'm not doing anything are you doing anything let's do an episode so she's great thank you
0: it's not hard to say her and plan a wedding I can- Pause for podcasts.
1: So that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you all enjoyed. Again, thank you for joining me, Anissa.
0: Anytime.
1: (laughs) And we'll be back. Oh, yes. (laughs) You better. (laughs) And that's going to do it. So we'll catch you in our next one. (laughs) On the
0: flip side. Bye. Bye.